0: Welcome to the Voice Tech Podcast. Join me, Carl Robinson, in conversation with the world's leading voice technology experts. Discover the latest products, tools, and techniques, and learn to build the voice apps of the future.
1: We cut down the volume of manual testing they're doing by over fifty percent, which is you know is really extraordinary.
0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Voice Tech Podcast. My name's Carl Robinson, and today we're going to be talking all about testing voice apps. So in today's episode, recorded on the 3rd of January 2020, you'll hear me talk with none other than Emerson Sklar from Bespoken. Now, Emerson is the chief evangelist at Bespoken. Those guys have got offices in Seattle, Washington, D.C., and Lima, Peru, of all places. Bespoken, if you don't know already, is a popular toolkit for testing and monitoring voice apps. It basically makes building and testing voice apps much easier, much faster, and helps you deliver high quality results. This episode is a little bit more technical, but nothing that you can't handle. It was actually my first conversation of 2020, which is great. And Emerson was a fantastic person to speak to, so you're going to really enjoy it. We get into, first of all, some of the fundamentals of testing. So we cover things uh, from the ground up, all the different types of testing, like unit testing, end-to-end testing, continuous testing, usability testing, even performance testing. And then we go through some of the the product features of Bespoken, how it works. One of the things that really surprised me is that the Bespoken system actually uses text-to-speech to generate audio, and which is then fed to like a virtual Alexa on their servers. And then the response that comes back is logged and tested on. So that was quite interesting. And so they, they can modify the input in order to measure what effect that has on the output. Uh, of course, we get into some of the case studies like Mars Agency, Mercedes. We cover what the important elements of a, a testing strategy looks like and, and what you should do, whether you can use it in a test driven design, etc. Then we look at different ways that you can better understand your users, your voice app users through monitoring, analytics, etc. And then there's a bonus section at the end. I thought it was quite fun. Uh, Not something we've done before, but we basically did a rundown of all the different tools that we've come across that we can recommend for all the different stages of the voice development process. So this includes prototyping tools, skill builders, coding frameworks, testing tools, of course, and also analytics tools. Check that out at the end. Uh, We're going to include links to all of those tools in the show notes so you 're going to have a you know a range of options for every stage of of your voice development process right there. I want to say a huge thank you to our latest written word sponsor, the podcast host. Colin Gray is a self-professed podcast geek and he promises to turn you into one too. Um, Colin and the podcast host team help you create an amazing podcast show and help get your voice out into the world. Uh, It's not just for podcasters though, it's really for anyone who's creating audio content including voice apps. Uh, I personally find his resources immensely helpful. Uh, He's got very high quality blog posts over there that I've come across many times just thanks to his uh, wonderful SEO. Uh, It's all at thepodcasthost.com thepodcasthost.com. He can help you with planning, editing, uh, choosing equipment, uh, monetizing your show, marketing it, much, much more. Uh, he also offers speaking engagements and workshops uh, and a coaching service. Uh, and interestingly, uh, Colin's also the creator of the Alley2 automated audio editing app, uh, which is basically a, a SaaS product that cleans up your audio, puts it all together uh, with nice music, phase, etc. Uh, very user-friendly, so check that out. Um, you can find that at ali2.com, alitu.com, A-L-I-T-U.com, uh, but all the resources uh, about the podcasting is at thepodcasthost.com, so go check it out. This episode is brought to you by Manning Publishing an independent publisher of a huge range of software development books. At Manning.com, you'll find books on all the technologies you need to learn in order to create world-class voice applications. All the books are available at Manning.com. And right now, Voice Tech Podcast listeners get a massive 40% off all the books with the promo code PODVOICETECH19. So go check it out at Manning.com. I'm on the line with Emerson Sklar, the chief evangelist of Bespoken. Based in Seattle, Washington, D.C. and Lima, Peru, Bespoken is a popular toolkit for testing and monitoring voice apps. Basically, it makes building and testing voice applications 10 times faster and easier and helps you deliver five-star experiences that people love to use. So Emerson, welcome to the show. Yeah, Carl, thank you for having me on. Yeah, it's great to have you here. This conversation is going to be a little bit more technical, which is wonderful, just how I like it. Some of the more recent conversations have been less technical, more about the strategy. So we're getting back into the nuts and bolts today. The topic, of course, is testing voice apps and some of the tools that can help you do that. Namely, of course, Bespoken. It's the first interview for me, 2020. So uh, welcome. This is a great way to kick things off. Happy New Year. Yeah, thank you very much. Happy New Year to you too. You're calling from Seattle, right? Is that right? I am. I am. Lovely Seattle. Lovely sad Yeah, we're just saying it's uh, one of the less rainy days today, but uh, <laughs> it's not always like that. <laughs> I also want to say a massive thanks to Bespoken, the whole crew there, because you guys have been a long-term sponsor of the Voice Tech Podcast. So I really appreciate that, and lending your support to the show, making it possible for everybody to listen to the, the episode today. So that's wonderful. First, before we d- jump into the technical stuff, just give me a little bit of your background, because I saw that you were a former lead test engineer as well. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So I began my career working for the Army Research Lab and then the Army Intelligence and Security Command doing test automation for big data analytics applications that they had. So we had solutions that were deployed all over the world, had limited time, and they were mission-critical applications, so needed to make sure that they worked in the hands of people they were being deployed in. So implemented at that time, this was about a dozen years ago, implemented a number of open-source automation tools, and then one project that we worked on used the Borland SDLC optimization suite. And some people may remember Borland from the good old days of software development. They're the founders of Turbo C and Turbo Pascal. Oh, okay. Have some great automation tools there. So I implemented a suite of their products for one project I was working on, and then actually went and joined Bespoke in helping companies all over the world implement those same types of tools within their organizations. Fantastic. Worked at Borland for about four years and then joined a company called Applause, who is another big name in the voice space. So Applause is the leader of uh, crowdsourced testing. And so they have a, a well-defined voice practice that I, I helped found and, and kind of organized there that leverages people all over the world to do some manual testing. And then that experience and interaction kind of familiarization with the voice world is what led me to Bespoken.
0: Excellent, excellent. Well, so you've had the, a long storied career in uh, in automated testing. All right. Well, this uh, is a perfect segue into what does Bespoken do then? Could you, could you sum up the, the value proposition for the audience?
1: Sure. So at, at a high level, we are the leaders of voice automation. We're the only company that's recognized in the space by both Amazon and Google. We have a suite of products that can be utilized by people across the voice development lifecycle, regardless of their technical or non-technical expertise, to help optimize the voice experiences or conversational experiences that they're developing. The way that we do that is we have virtual devices. So you can think of them kind of like software implementations of the same physical smart speaker clients that you might have sitting in front of you today. And we have simple interfaces to write scripts once, Automatically have them executed in the cloud against these virtual devices, essentially exactly the same way that if a an actual human, an actual person were were speaking to one of these, but then much more reliably, repeatably, and quickly capture the responses, analyze them, and provide you some feedback based on that.
0: I see. Okay, so it's not like mobile phone testing where you you see these uh, these racks of mobile phones.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. And we've had people that that ask us about that. You know, there's there's some some things just from a technical perspective that make that unfeasible in, right. the, uh, in the voice space. I mean, sim- simply having, even if you could find a facility large enough to hold the 100,000 devices that Alexa is now supported on, mm-hmm. the nature of this work, the nature of of audio being fundamental to it means that you can't have them all chattering away at the same time. And so that that's a really nice thing of having these cloud implementations of these voice assistants is that it enables you to bypass the the cost, the effort of trying to maintain all of these devices, but also makes it much, much faster than if you were trying to kind of at a one-to-one basis speak to an individual device. You can conduct it at scale, conduct it across multiple locales or multiple
0: languages. Indeed, yeah. And um, on that point of testing for different devices, does that mean that you're testing for the one pure Alexa API, for example, or are you simulating the the conditions of each of those devices in a in a virtual setting?
1: It can be both. So we we have, and I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about it later. We have some interesting work we do with Mercedes, and so you can imagine the acoustic environments of somebody speaking to uh, an assistant in an automobile, whether they're stationary, the car is on or off, whether they're driving down the road. That that introduces some unique acoustic interference. We have others that one of the platforms we support beyond just smart speakers, uh, beyond just these voice assistants is like IVR. And so the characteristics of a mobile phone speaker and mobile phone microphone are very different from these, frankly, much fancier smart speakers that we have. And so it's actually very easy to overlay sort of that pure audio as you described it with some of this other type of data, other, other interference, additional people speaking in the background, music playing, any, any of those types of things that might be relevant to your experience. Super easy to overlay that so that you really do get a perspective, not just of does your application that's deployed on one of these platforms work, but how well does it work in the more real world type scenario.
0: I see. So you're actually providing audio as input. You're not simply providing a call to an API with the text. Is that correct?
1: Exactly. So kind of the way that it works is that we take the scripts that you might write, and the scripts can be in a really simple YAML syntax. So somebody who's not a developer can write it, and it looks very much similar to the sort of the manual test case that they might write today. We actually take that text, convert it to audio using either Amazon Polly or Google Cloud text-to-speech, or we can use recorded audio if you're a company that happens to have some recorded audio saved up. Send it to the voice platform, and really from that point on, it's the exact same interaction that a real human being would have it. So we, we send it to the voice platform. The voice platform does whatever kind of analysis it's going to do naturally. It sends back a response. We actually then translate that response back to text, and we capture that whole payload that would come back as well, and then do some really rich analysis and comparison based on what comes back from it.
0: I see. So when the response comes back, you're you're getting it as audio, and then you have to use another speech-to-text algorithm to, to decipher it, or you're just getting the, the text response from Amazon?
1: Well, we do get everything that comes back in the payload. So on Alexa, for example, let's say you have a, a multimodal skill that has a card with some kind of display. We get back all of that display information, so it's very easy to with 100% accuracy, compare against the text that comes back or an image that comes back or a, a URL that it has to a stream. For most skills, for most of these interactions, you're not getting an actual transcript of the audio itself. You just get that that audio file. And so we do translate it back with a speech-to-text tool. Currently, we're using Google speech-to-text, which I think is a, a little more accurate than an Amazon speech-to-text capability. And then comparing, base, comparing the expected results base, based on
0: that. Okay. Just a quick reminder that the Voice Connected Business Europe conference is coming up soon on the 14th and 15th of May 2020, held in Frankfurt in Germany. Uh, it's unique in that it has a 80-20 end user to vendor ratio, so you can really get the benefit from the brands who are presenting there. Uh, over 25 speakers, in fact, 150 companies in attendance. It's going to be a great event. Uh, if you want to know more, uh, you can go to voicetechpodcast.com slash voice connected business and uh, if you use the code voice tech 30 eu you'll get 30 percent off tickets So that url again voicetechpodcast.com voice connected business what type of clients are using this and can you give us an idea of uh who's using it at the moment is it just for advanced professionals or can beginners use this uh when they're developing their first voice app as well where, do, where does the product set?
1: Yeah, so I, I feel pretty strongly that everybody should leverage a tool like this. We have a component of our suite that is free and open source. So even if you're an independent developer who has no plans of trying to develop a skill that could be monetized, it still provides extraordinary return on time savings by implementing this as early as possible. That said, I think a lot of people come to us much later in their voice development life cycle. And so it still is very, very easy to stand up, still very easy to start seeing return even if you have a skill that's already fairly mature. In terms of the types of people, we have people from all walks of life. So we have thousands of people, some who, again, are on that more independent side, many who are on the much larger enterprise side that are leveraging it. We have uh, try to provide those targeted interfaces that I'd mentioned so that very, very technical people can leverage it or totally non-technical people could be business analysts, could be manual testers who don't have any experience with the underlying architecture. You know, ma- making sure that really everybody that is participating in this voice development lifecycle can also participate in the automation process.
0: Excellent. Yeah, I, I saw from watching a few videos online. You've got, you've got both a web UI and a, an API as well. So for for all levels, whether you're comfortable at the command line and in the, in the coding environment, or whether you just want to do it on, on the web you're a product manager or something like that, then it works. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned one of the benefits, which was time saved. I guess that's a that's a big one. Could you go into a bit more about the the benefits that Bespoken offers?
1: Yeah, so I I think there are three challenges that I see that people in the voice world face, three challenges unique to developing for this type of platform, and then each of those three challenges we try and address. So the first challenge is that developing and testing in voice, it's just challenging and tedious. You know, it's it's a new paradigm that people don't totally understand. For many organizations that might be very experienced in developing web apps, embedded apps, mobile apps, they frankly...
0: I'm afraid that's the end of this episode's free preview. That's right. Full episodes of the Voicetech podcast are only available for a limited period of time after their release. The full 1-hour episode is available to Voicetech Pro subscribers, along with all the other episodes we've produced. Go to voicetechpodcast.com/pro where for just a few dollars a month, you can become a Voicetech Pro and receive a range of exclusive benefits. Voicetech Pros get more content each month. You unlock access to the entire catalogue of full length episodes, including this episode. You can enjoy extra content, such as exclusive interviews just for VoiceTech Pro subscribers, plus bonus questions in the main interviews. And you also get to hear episodes sooner than everyone else, weeks ahead of their public release, in fact. VoiceTech Pros also get higher quality episodes with no ads and studio quality sound, and a chance to support the show and ensure we keep on producing more great episodes like this one. So please go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro and become a Voicetech Pro today.